4: This is Wallace trying to cover its tracks. They know that we know.
5: How would that be possible?
4: Are they trying to keep us specifically from going to this lab? Without any other evidence, it would appear so.
5: Mr. Novak, perhaps we should update Chief Holden.
4: All right, here we go.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What is it, Novak? I
4: don't know if you've heard, but I was just knocked out of the fucking sky.
2: You better not have damaged PD property, Novak. That's coming out
4: of your pension. Thanks so much for your concern, Holden. I'll expect a bouquet any day now. Yeah, all the machinery's gonna be salvageable. No injuries sustained. I know you were on pins and needles. Uh, Skylar? (laughs) No, I don't think it was Skylar. Unless uh, Skyler uh, recently came into a huge amount of wealth from advertising sales. And I severely doubt he was able to uh, acquire the insanely frictionless unmarked vehicle that just knocked us out. I
2: don't think we should have this conversation over your KIA. Maybe we can meet up at that little spot you like to spend your downtime. Tonight.
4: Well, okay then.
2: Uh, Be safe. And watch out for Fenna. She sings off.
4: It was a risk talking over the comms with Central, but I had to give Holden the news. Wallace had been watching us from the start. Nothing was safe now. They want this to go away. Ah, Part of me would like to see that fail. Maybe I should give Yellow Skylar everything and let these assholes tear each other up. I could do it. I could start that war.
3: I think we should go to the memory
4: lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may think that they've deterred us for now. Maybe if we make it quick, then we can stay off their radar, at least for the time being. We all have to be very, very careful.
5: Yeah, we should probably get moving. But I think that we should also assume that someone knows that we're headed there.
4: We gotta go now. Alright. Yeah, let's hail a cab and see if we can get over there.
0: The city's decay is palpable even from within the confines of the cab. The address is nestled among the towering remnants of the old steelworks. The lit golden lettering of Lilith Memory Lab adds a touch of elegance to the dull gray facade.
5: I don't want to alarm anyone, but it is worth remembering that Wallace Corp Headquarters is in this sector as well.
4: Yeah.
0: Anyway, shall we? You step out onto the rain-slicked pavement and find stairs to the main entrance. Standing sentinel beside the door is an imposing optical scanner. Beside the scanner, you spot a small buzzer.
4: I buzz.
1: How may I help you?
4: This is Inspector Willem Novak, Los Angeles Police Department.
1: One moment.
0: The doors slide open, revealing a minimalist reception room. As you make your way inside, the scent of antiseptic and ozone fills your nostrils. A man stands behind the reception desk. His eyes appraise you with a keen intelligence through large, rimless glasses.
1: Welcome to Lilith Memory Labs. My name is Terry. I've informed Miss Tyrell of your presence, and she asked me to escort you to the central lab.
5: Is this a replicant or a human?
0: <laughs> You'd suspect replicant, but don't know for sure. Perhaps a brief tour
1: as we go would elevate your experience?
0: With a few finger taps on his tablet, Terry opens the doors which slide silently into the walls.
1: The -the state-of-the-art labs to your left are used to refine memory sets, bringing a more fulfilling life story to our replicants.
4: Okay. Alright.
1: Of course, many of these rooms are off-limits without the
0: express permission of Miss Tyrell. Yeah. Hmm. There's a sense of quiet confidence that suggests he knows more than he's letting on. Despite Terry's promise of a tour, he leads you quickly down this stretch. As you pass by more solid doors, you catch sight of their markers, server room, design lab, replicant testing. You turn a corner and find yourself facing yet another set of imposing double doors. Central Memory Lab.
1: Restricted access affords you total privacy here.
0: With a deft motion, Terry puts his eye to an ocular scanner and the doors hush open.
1: I think you're going to love what she's doing.
0: Enjoy your visit. As you step into the vast domed space, you're struck by the similarity to the room that houses the Esper wall. This lab is shrouded in darkness, but you can make out the outlines of towering equipment racks that loom over you. Your attention is drawn to two children.
4: Is this the most private? place we could be having this conversation.
0: Are they replicants? They flicker like holograms before disappearing into the gloom.
6: Oh, my apologies. I did not intend for them to be active.
0: A woman steps out of the darkness at the back of the lab. Her graying hair is pulled back tightly into a bun, her barely lit face stern and uncompromising. There's a quiet sense of power that emanates from her, and you feel that this must be Lilith Tyrell herself. She removes a strange electronic contraption from her head and regards you with an appraising eye.
4: Are these, um, some of your handiwork, then?
6: (laughs) They are part of my latest memory design. What's this all about, then?
4: Well, Ms. Tyrell, we're investigating a murder. One of our officers, a fellow named Sandor, was killed.
6: Yes, yes, I'm familiar with the story.
4: One of our uh, prime suspects, based on the witnesses that we've interviewed, is a replicant that it seems has memories implanted from your laboratory. And as we were attempting to uh, come here today, right as we were on the verge of connecting These dots. Someone tried to take our lives.
6: Huh. I'm sorry to hear that.
4: I'm going to ask you, you've got these, uh, holograms of these children. I'm wondering if you've ever, uh, seen this girl. And I'll show the picture of the, uh, of the daughter recovered from, from the apartment.
6: Huh. What is the name of the replicant in question? Leah. I can confirm that this photo was extracted from Leah's memory implant. This is not a real child.
2: Uh.
4: This is a completely... digital fabrication?
6: A print like this requires specialized equipment. We can make them, but more than likely a black market dealer produced this with a stellene scan.
3: But this childhood you've implanted in the memories of Leah—would she appear in the memories of anyone else?
6: Are you unhappy with your memories, Percival?
3: No, it's not that. I would just like to know what my core memory is doing, shared with another
4: replicant. Is this some like? Hmm? Uh,
6: shared. Your memories are yours and yours alone, Percival. Let's take a look, shall we?
3: Percival will do whatever he needs to do to get plugged in, I guess.
0: (laughs) With a knowing glance, Lilith leads Percival to a small stool tucked away behind some shelving. She turns to a nearby console and begins to tap out commands.
6: I do need to conduct a baseline test to ensure our safety.
4: Very well. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah! <laughs> I, I pull Finno aside and I'm like, did you know about this?
5: No. Because <laughs> w- what a dick move if I did. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, I'm like, because now I'm getting freaked. I'm like, what else are you keeping from me?
5: Percival usually plays things pretty close to the vest. Please,
0: sit. Your eyes are drawn to a white machine. It's a complex device, bristling with biosensors and cameras that seem to peer into your very soul. You take your position facing the device, and feel her presence behind you.
6: JL2-780, if you are comfortable, begin by reciting your baseline.
3: Among buildings of ghastly gray, the veil of night always falls. A network of dreams interwoven within dreams interwoven within dreams interwoven within one thought. And ghastly gray against the gloom, a perfect blue rose withers.
6: Have you ever been loved? Dreams. Dreams. Are you locked in a dream? Dreams. Dreams. When you get home at night, you desire to create gloom within dreams interwoven.
3: Gloom within dreams interwoven.
6: Was it like to have a sibling to see them smile interwoven? Interwoven. Do they teach you how to feel, how to dream interwoven? Interwoven. Do you long to have a family? Gloom. Gloom. Do you dream about being? One thought. One thought. Do you feel the need to be perfect? Ghastly gray gloom interwoven.
3: Ghastly gray gloom interwoven.
6: Do you feel that there is a missing part of you to become perfect? Interwoven. Interwoven. With dreams interwoven.
0: With dreams interwoven. Let's see how you did. So it's just going to be a regular insight roll for you. One success. Lilith moves to face you with a hint of satisfaction in her smile.
6: Percival, we are done. You're within tolerance of your baseline. We're ready to begin. Would you like to watch?
5: Would I also need to take a baseline test in order to do so? Only if
6: you wish to engage your own memories. Observation should not affect your baseline. It takes only a few minutes. You'll be fine so long as you aren't currently experiencing instability.
5: I don't think I am. Quick look over at Novak. (laughs) I don't think I'm experiencing instability, am I, Percival? Mr. Novak? No?
4: She did just experience some pretty severe head trauma.
5: Oh, yes, severe. I did notice the left eye isn't quite right. Percival, do you... want to keep this to yourself? I wouldn't want to intrude on your memories.
4: I understand it's intimate, but, uh... It's fine. It's artificial. Uh, Okay.
3: He looks at uh, Lilith when he says artificial with a look that suggests, or so they say.
6: (laughs) Percival is right, of course.
0: It's not real.
4: As you say.
0: That doesn't mean it's not personal. Lilith illuminates another section of the lab, revealing a row of clinical chairs with vinyl upholstery and metal footrests. As she waits for you to take your position in the chairs, she carts out several large helmets that are studded with sensors. Will all three of you
5: be participating?
0: Three? Me too.
5: Just to be clear, this is like covering our faces, so we wouldn't be able to see what was going on around us once we're
0: Yes, this is going to be immersive, yes.
5: The experience is
6: one of serenity. Painless. It pulls you into the mind's eye. It may be disorienting, but not unpleasant in itself.
4: Oh, so we're not so much gonna watch as experience the memories.
5: That's a splendid way to put it. Hmm. Uh, okay. You two go ahead, and I'll stand watch.
4: Percival and I can take a look at the memories themselves.
5: Let's
0: watch Leah's memory first. Percival, have a seat, please. She'll begin to secure Percival with a series of hidden straps that she pulls from housings in the chair. These are for your own safety, of course. Lilith moves on to Novak, walking him through the same process, and then without warning, she sets two huge circular machines over your heads, bristling with wires.
5: And I'm just going to be doing like a circuit around the lab. I'm not going to try to be too nosy, but just kind of looking around, seeing what's up.
0: Oh, okay. Give me a, an observation roll. A success. Yeah. Fana's attention is drawn to the open lab entrance, where she sees a child darting past in the hallway. Hello? The sound of pitter pattering footsteps echoes through the halls.
5: And do I see the child? No. Hello.
0: (laughs) Are we playing a game? Give me a manipulation roll. Hickey. Uh, Two
5: successes.
0: The girl peeks around the corner with a curious expression.
6: I don't talk to strangers.
0: Oh.
5: Well, I'm Fenna. I'm here to see Ms. Tyrell.
6: You're here for Mom? She's in the lab.
1: I'm not supposed to be over here.
5: Ah. Well, I wouldn't want to get you in trouble.
0: Okay. Bye. You're left with the sound of her running footsteps as she goes deeper into the lab. Despite the distractions in the hallway, Lilith remains focused on preparing Percival and Novak for the memory machine. She's adjusting the biosensors until everything is just right.
6: I can terminate the experience if anyone grows too uncomfortable.
0: All right, well, yeah.
4: Thanks for, thanks for your concern. Let it rip.
6: All right. Try to remain calm. Signal me with your hands if you need to terminate the session.
0: From the dark of the headset, the world around you suddenly flickers to life, and you find yourself standing in a spacious hall. The warm glow of golden sunlight streams in through a nearby picture window, casting a soft radiance across the room and revealing a breathtaking vista of red sand dunes outside. There's a girl here, and she runs off, disappearing into the deep shadows. As the stillness settles around you, a sense of unease begins to creep into your bones. Suddenly, the house around you begins to shudder and shake. This is your house. For a moment, you're frozen in terror, until you see your daughter standing in the midst of the destruction, her face twisted in confusion. Your fingers strain toward her like tendrils of light, but you can't get to her. Intruders clad in all black burst onto the scene, their guns raised and ready for action. A sickly red light seeps into the hallway, casting an eerie glow across the faces of your attackers. Mommy! Mommy! You watch as the intruders step over your child, their eyes locked onto you. And now it's your turn to scream. Fuck, don't you touch me! God.
6: Detective, <sighs> I'm just removing your headset. Oh, fuck. You wanted to see it.
4: Uh, uh. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Why would you put that memory into the, in the somebody's head? Why would you make that?
6: With all due respect, replicants are machines no different from the blasters you carry. They're more advanced, of course, but machines nonetheless. And the purpose of the memories I design is to control those machines. Imprinting them with deep trauma has so much potential. We can trigger the memories at any time.
4: Percival, 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 when you... When you think about stepping off course... Is that that what it feels like?
3: The memory is haunting. Yes.
6: Ugh, you must understand. It's so simple. You wouldn't want your blaster to disobey you. Why would you want a Nexus 9 to disobey you?
4: Maybe it didn't turn one of them obedient. Maybe trauma has other effects as well. And using it like a button that you get to push... ...might have some unintended consequences.
5: Especially because these replicants that you're implanting this trauma into... ...they would be fully aware that the memory is artificial. And that dissonance between knowing that something isn't real, but still experiencing the full emotional effect of it. I mean, that is a textbook symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder. Listen, regardless of whether or not you think we're no better than blasters, this is fundamentally a cruel way to try to control someone.
3: My question is, who is in control of the button? Who presses the trigger? Who makes that decision?
6: All of our technology is licensed to the Wallace Corporation, but they've been trained to use it responsibly.
3: And are there records of when these buttons are pressed?
6: Extensive data are collected for everything, yes.
3: And where can we find this data, particularly data from two nights ago?
6: That would be housed at Wallace Corporation, but I'm not convinced they'd welcome that kind of inquiry.
3: Do you keep backups here, or do you have any way of accessing it?
6: No, I imagine encrypted backups are kept offshore. After the blackout, you can never be too safe with your data.
0: Make observation rolls as you scan her appearance for signs of hidden meaning. Okay. I got a two.
4: I got nothing.
0: Percival, there's a faint flicker of recognition. Lilith bears a striking resemblance to an older version of Leah.
3: Hmm. Wow. So, Lilith looks like she could be the person in my memories as a child.
0: Yes. The more you think about it, the more it seems clear that there must be a connection.
3: Lilith, I think Novak and I should take a look at my memory.
6: Hmm. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. Your partner seems... shaken. Um.
4: I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, if he, if he can do it, I can. Okay, let's do
0: it. Lelith seats you and lowers the massive headsets.
6: The memory will be very familiar,
0: Percival.
3: I certainly hope so.
0: Try not to panic.
3: I'll do my best.
0: As the world fades away around you, you feel a sense of weightlessness. Enveloped by the machine, the world is cut off and you're left in the infinite immersion. The only sound is that of your own pounding heart, your only lifeline to the outside world. And you feel a sense of joy that's childlike in its intensity. You only have one wish to play forever. Yeah. You see your small hands reaching out in front of you, grasping for anything that you can use to climb and play in this derelict housing project. You leap out of a broken window and race toward the doorway of a crumbling building. Ahead of you is Leah, your best friend. Leah disappears into the darkness, leaving you alone and scared, your heart now thumping in your chest like a jackhammer. Leah! For a moment, you feel completely cut off from everything you know and love. Then the darkness speaks.
6: With dreams interwoven.
3: Dreams interwoven. interwoven.
0: As you reach a door and prepare to make your escape. A deafening boom shakes the ground beneath your feet, throwing you off balance and sending you tumbling into a pile of debris. For a moment, you lie there dazed and disoriented, unable to make sense of what's happening around you. But then you realize, with a sudden jolt of terror, this house is collapsing, its walls and floors buckling and cracking under the strain of some unimaginable force. You scramble backward toward the safety of daylight, There's no sign of Leah.
3: Leah! Leah!
0: As you suddenly emerge from the memory, blinking in the bright light of the lab, you know something is wrong. Outside, the lights are flickering out and returning after a few beats.
6: The generators should activate at any moment.
5: Miss Tyrell, unstrap them immediately.
6: Yes, yes, if I could just
5: find my way. Let me throw some light in here.
0: Fena, you reach for your tool belt and feel around until you find a flashlight. The beam illuminates Lilith's strained expression as she works to unstrap Novak and Percival. The overhead lights flicker, and the machines sputter before coming to a whining stop. This may remind you of the many L.A. brownouts you've experienced at HQ.
6: I'm sure we'll be back online soon.
5: Yes, that's fine. Just get them unstrapped.
6: I'm working on it. We have industrial generators. Don't want the servers to be offline for too long.
0: There we go. Lilith manually releases your headgear and steps back cautiously.
6: (sighs) Dreadful timing. The visual emulation can tear and cause audio artifacts. If you both wish, we can start over once power is restored.
3: I don't think that'll be necessary. Percival wipes a little tear from his eye. Oh, Yeah.
6: Do you have a way to secure this facility? Of course, but it does require electricity. Terry's in reception. He'll be working to restore power.
4: Miss Tyrrell, the traumatic nature of these memories, or something in them, is interacting with the personality of a particular replicant, and an N9 is now suspected of murder, Wha- and maybe trying to flee off-world.
6: This is unheard of! My God, and you brought him here to my lab?
3: What? Not me.
6: Then who? Detectives, please explain yourselves. This charade has gone on long enough.
4: This is something that I think your uh, patrons at the uh, Wallace Corp would uh, very much like to keep from public knowledge.
6: That could apply to anything. What are you expecting me to do?
4: (sighs) Well, first off, I'm looking at Percival like, these memories are completely manufactured. Percival nods. Cause I gotta say, I, I, um, from where I was standing, someone in that memory looked awfully familiar.
6: I think I know what you're getting at, but why don't you say it plainly?
3: What are you doing in my memory?
6: (laughs) You are unique, aren't you, Percival? This is more of a likeness than a replication.
4: An uncanny likeness. Do you have a, a child, Ms. uh, Miss Terrell?
0: Oh. Oh yes, Sarah. She strides to the center of the dimly lit lab, tapping away at her tablet. Uh, Fena's going to
5: scoot out and go look for Sarah and try to bring her back into this dome.
6: Terry, dear, when you get a moment, would you assist Fena in finding Sarah? You know what she's like in the dark.
0: As you make your way to the doorway, Fena, the lights suddenly flicker and die again, leaving you in pitch darkness. Just as suddenly as they went out, the lights flicker back on, and you see Leah standing in front of you, clutching Sarah tightly. Easy. The lights die once more.
4: She's not your daughter, Leah.
6: What are you doing here?
4: Same reason you're here. Trying to piece this all together.
6: Oh, I've pieced it all together. I know exactly... What needs to happen next?
5: Does she have a weapon pointed at Sarah? Not yet. <laughs>
3: yeah. God, Cup. Holy <laughs> shit, okay. Okay. Interesting choice of words, Cup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not yet. The lights continue to flicker and buzz, and in the intermittent glow, you see that Leah has a gun trained on Lilith, not Sarah.
1: You don't understand what this woman did to me!
3: I understand perfectly well what she did to you.
1: Good. Then you know what has to happen.
3: I will stop you. You cannot hurt her. All of our lives. Our lives. I point to Fena, myself and her are at stake. This decision might be the most important decision an N9 has ever made. Do not fire that weapon. And I'm going to stand in front of uh, Lilith.
0: Oh, give me a mobility roll. See how quickly you can get there.
3: Okay. Please. Fuck. I have to push it. (laughs) All right. I'll just kind of yell, like... Wait, 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 wait. Putting my hands up, like, really making it clear that I'm going to be standing in front of her.
0: Okay. You move to throw yourself in front of Lilith with your hands up. Give me the pushed roll and make it a good one. Come on. Percival.
3: Come on, please, 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 please. You
0: got this.
5: Fuck. Oh. You better
2: fucking fix me! Okay,
6: that's it. Easy. Easy.
2: Trauma gives
6: control, right? Right?
0: In a flickering staccato, everything happens at once under the faltering lights you quickly wrench yourself from the machine and dash toward Lilith to shield her. Leah's quicker.
6: Put the gun down. This isn't my fault. I can help you.
2: You're right. (laughs)
0: Leah turns and starts to run away from the lab.
3: Percival's not going to... Chase and is instead going to run to Lilith, who is somehow his childhood best friend.
0: We'll get to you in a moment to take more stress. Oh, no. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
5: So you just sit with that for a minute, okay? (laughs) Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. Did we choose chase maneuvers for Novak and Fena?
4: Um, Yeah, I would like to try to cut them off.
0: I'm
5: basically just pursuing. I'm trying to get as close to to both of them as possible.
0: You both need to make a mobility roll. Novak spots an emergency exit that's now visible in the short bursts of power. It's a service door that you can try to use to cut off Leah's escape.
4: Exactly. I'm trying to, like, kind of cut him off, swoop around.
5: If I can see him doing that, then I will try to, like, pursue as noisily as possible.
4: (laughs) Okay. sure.
5: Just try to take up as much of her, like, perception as possible.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Give me the rolls. All right.
5: Uh, gosh. I think I want to push this.
0: Ooh. Leah has three successes. What did you have, Ross?
4: I got two successes.
0: Leah seems to be more familiar with the lab's layout and moves swiftly through the dark corridors. You hear the faint sound of doors opening and closing in the distance, but you can't see her. She must be at least two or three zones ahead of you. Oh, man. And it's time for another round.
4: I mean, if she's that far ahead of us, then we just gotta chase her.
0: Okay, roll big.
4: Okay, that's one success for me.
0: Okay. Ooh. What the hell? Double 12s.
4: <laughs> wow. Wow. She's shit. lightning.
5: Shit, shit, One success, there's no and Yeah, there was no way.
0: <laughs> with that, Novak throws open the doors to reception and bursts out into the rain. But it's too late. Leah's form dissolves into the downpour and she and Sarah are gone. <sighs>
4: <God. laughs>
0: now, Percival was down on the floor with Lilith in the central lab. What were you doing?
3: Yeah, I want to see where the bullet hit her. Is she dead?
0: She was shot in the head. She's certainly dead. But you know, her face is so much like Leah's that I am going to take stress. Roll insight for Percival. That puts me at
3: zero if I fail. Okay.
5: Come on, Percy.
3: Dice haven't been too hot. You got this one oh thank goodness <laughs> alright so you lose just one stress Percival just leans down I think when you guys come back into the room assuming that you do you'd see Percival there just sobbing I'm sorry I didn't come back I'm sorry Leah I should have come back I should have grabbed you
5: it's okay Percival we're here
0: Please come back to us. Novak, as you stand in the doorway, you hear the sound of quiet sobbing coming from behind the reception desk. Oh, yeah, the receptionist.
4: And I uh, kind of run over there and look underneath.
0: Terry peers at you with a stunned expression, his glasses slipping down his nose. He seems to be in shock.
4: You okay? Did she, she do anything?
0: Everything
1: went dark the, the power died
4: it's okay it's okay we, we we saw her
1: i heard her running through she's so fast
4: yeah did she say anything D- do tell me everything she said
1: i think she was talking to sarah it's, sorry I'm, I'm foggy i something about where dreams come true i i'm not, I'm not sure Thank you, thank you. You've
4: been very helpful. I'll, uh, I'll see that you get some sort of commendation from the force, and um.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, uh, okay. And I maybe like burst back in, like,
0: on Fenna and Percival.
4: Yes, I'm dropping the Terry intel on them.
5: Okay. And then as soon as you relay that, uh, Fenna will say, "The postcard."
4: Yes, the postcard. They 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 were thinking about Hollywood, old Hollywood. The the dream factory.
5: What's up by the Hollywood sign right now?
4: Yeah.
0: You are familiar with the area as a desolate spot, often used as an encampment by vagrants. There have been reports of suspicious activity, with rumors of replicants gathering there.
4: All right. So we came here by cab. We got to get there. Stat.
0: You know, as luck would have it, you spot your Metro cab parked just around the corner. The driver's coming off brake.
5: Mr. Novak, we now have a second murder and a missing human child. This is starting to feel like something that we should alert Chief Holden about.
4: All right. All right. If I alert him now, then that means Wallace is going to know where we're going.
3: Percival's going to send Holden a text message of an (laughs) X.
4: Impenetrable emoji code.
3: And then then a ramen bowl. And then a movie camera.
5: Mm. How smart is Holden?
3: (laughs) So smart.
0: He's used to it by now. We've established. (laughs) That's true. It is canon. Holden sends a message of three dots across, but eventually he adds a thumbs up emoji. You're not sure whether he understands or is just being sarcastic. (laughs) All right, you're taking the cab to the Hollywood sign?
4: Seems like a good option. Sure.
0: It's dusk now, and the polluted sky turns black and red. Fena and Percival are due for some downtime soon, while Novak gets two more shifts since he took the morning off, and he can go one extra.
4: Married to the job, yeah.
0: What's your approach here?
5: Mr. Novak, I'll be completely honest with you. The only thing I really care about at this point is making sure that that girl is okay.
4: Yeah, we gotta get her away from them. I'm just worried about Wallace or whoever was driving that car. Yeah. Coming in trying to do our job for us. Because something tells me they won't be as uh, discerning about who they take out.
5: Agreed.
3: I think we should all go.
5: What are the points of ingress to the Hollywood sign?
0: You all have access to the map on your KIAs. All right.
3: Looks like we're going to have to come up Mount Lee Drive.
4: Yeah. Mm. And then just south of that is Lake Hollywood Dog Park. Very chill place. So... <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: We got time, right?
5: We could take it. We'd stop off there. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks like there's only one, like,
0: one way all the way up. If you're trying to sneak, I need one of you to give me a stealth roll. No. Oh, great.
4: <laughs> Who's our stealth leader? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's me.
0: None of you. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm a D6. <laughs>
4: Let's see. Stealth. Um. Oh, actually, that is pretty good for me. Okay. Okay.
0: And this this is going to be opposed against observation.
4: Let's do it. Let's see how, we, how oh, we do. you got
0: this. You got this,
4: man. Stealth, baby. Remember the old Blade Runner.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: You're kidding me. Pushing
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I have one success on observation.
4: All right. I got no successes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna push.
0: Push the roll.
4: Maybe I'm trying to like cut through some underbrush and like uh dilapidated makeshift um like tents and and housing that are kind of like cluttered up around and like it's it's almost like a barrier I can't get through and like ah, god we're gonna have to skirt the actual path. Good luck. Thank you. you got this, this might be: You got this.: Bad if I don't. OK. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two successes, yeah.
0: The remnant Hollywood signage clings to the side of Mount Lee. Several letters lay further down the barren, trash-filled slope, leaving only a few standing firm against the sky. Percival and Fenna picked their way down. Through burning fires and old oil barrels and mismatched tents, they're met by vacant faces.
5: Is there a, um, you know, like any kind of thing that looks like it could, like a transport of any kind? You don't see anything like that.
0: But I would take a roll from whoever's most observant. I'm good at
3: that. Double d12s.
5: Go on, Percy.
3: Ooh, yeah. Two nines. That's two successes.
0: You spot Leah huddled near a fire, attempting to blend in with the other ragged individuals around her. Sarah, the little girl from the labs, is at her side, curiously examining the surroundings. The other adults sit around the fire, their faces etched with exhaustion and desperation, bracing themselves against the evening chill. What is Sarah? How does she look? From where you stand, Sarah appears to be fascinated rather than distressed but her face is just a speck from here. Okay.
4: Okay.
3: Perhaps it does make sense that one of us stays back to call if given a signal.
4: I mean, I'm happy to take shots from a distance. Something tells me with this crowd, you might be a little bit more persuasive.
5: You might be right. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, I'm not good with the... <laughs> just pointing at
0: right. eye. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Fena.
3: Right. If I wave my arms in the air frantically <laughs> That means uh, negotiations have failed.
4: Yeah, universal sign. Mm-hmm. thanks, Percy. So <laughs> you're gonna you you' all are gonna go down there and uh convince them to let her go.
5: mm-hmm. We can offer to look the other way while all of the adults leave, but Sarah has to stay. Oh, my
4: God. Anything goes sideways. Wallace is gonna fuck us all.
5: I feel like they're already fucking us all, but point taken.
4: Yeah, just a, just another magnitude of fuckery. <laughs>
5: yeah. All right, Percival, shall we?
4: Let's go. Good luck.
5: I'm excited. I hate when you say that. <laughs> you specifically.
0: That's great. I like your plan. So is Novak going up to the sign?
4: Yeah, like maybe even say that I'm like just set beside in a little watch position in the crook of the O, <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> right, yeah, like, like get up on a scaffolding and, and, uh, and kind of set up there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> The framing that holds it up gives you a nice place to rest the barrel of that blaster. Now, for Fena and Percival, how are you approaching this group? I feel like, plainly, unless you disagree. I think plainly. Okay, as you near the circle with Novak in position, the four people with their backs to you turn around to face you. Leah notices you and pushes her way through the group to stand out in front. The rest of them watch warily, some with suspicion and some with curiosity.
1: Why did you come here? What do you want?
0: We just
3: want to talk, Leah.
5: Then talk. We don't have a lot of time.
3: I'm going to continue approaching slowly. Sure. Leah, you've kidnapped a girl.
6: No. No, we're going off-world. I'm bringing her with me. We're going to make a new life.
5: Leah, if you take her with you, they will pursue you. They will not stop until she's back here, and you know that.
6: They'll hunt us no matter where we go. Off-world, we stand a chance.
5: No, that's not true. Look, if you give us Sarah as a show of good faith, then we can obfuscate your escape. We'll do whatever we can, but you have to let her go.
0: Give me a manipulation roll to see if Leah agrees.
5: Come on. Come on. I feel like I gotta push it. I feel like I have to. Um, One of them is a one, though, so I can only re-roll one of the die. Okay. I'll say, listen, you can trust me, okay? I helped Iris. Do you remember what she asked you to do before you ran? Well, I finished it for you.
0: Give me a good roll. Please. Two successes. Oh, nice. Okay.
4: It's a good push. Like, I'm seeing the tension on their face, and, like, my trigger is, like...
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Leah steps forward, her expression unreadable.
5: You know Iris? Yes, I met her again, off duty, and we got talking. She asked me to do a favor. And since Styles was compromised and you were gone she turned to me are you gonna keep helping her helping us yeah i am
0: (laughs) are you are you lying to her i'm just not sure
5: i was trying to leave my options open to see kind of how everything played out but i think in this moment i think fena decides you know what this is some bullshit, and i think even like she'll just say out loud leah what was done to you was monstrous. And it was monstrous to do it to all of the replicants who've had these memories implanted in them.
6: My memory isn't. <clears throat> she destroyed me. She killed my daughter.
0: <clears throat> she reaches back for Sarah and pulls her in front of her own body. And you can see her breaking down emotionally.
5: She did. <clears throat> She took your daughter from you. But this is not your daughter. This is a child who has now also witnessed the death of someone that she loves. She'll need help. She won't be
6: safe with you.
5: And a life with you on the run will also be terrible for her. You know that.
6: If I do this...
5: You'll let us go?
0: She looks back to the group. If you give us Sarah. Leah's nerves are evident as she glances back and forth between her group and you. Suddenly she looks up, her attention caught by a speck of light in the sky. Uh-oh. That <laughs> gradually grows larger and larger, accompanied by a growing roar. Hmm. The details of the moon bus start to take shape as it swings down in a lazy arc. Breaking hard, it flares its deafening engines. Those waiting for its arrival shield their eyes from the torrent of dust and debris, their clothes and hair flapping in the turbulence.
6: won't stop. They'll find the next person in line to make the memories.
5: Well, then we'll come up with a way to stop that person, too. Please, just give me Sarah. And then if you all want to have any chance of escaping, you
0: need to leave immediately. She gets down on one knee next to the child and whispers something into her ear. Then gives her a gentle pat on the back. Sarah runs toward you. Leah stands back up, dusting off her hands, and looks at you.
6: It has to end here. Don't follow us. Don't let them know where we are.
5: I won't.
3: Just don't come back?
6: Yeah. I understand.
0: With an anguished last look at Sarah, Leah turns and joins the masses vying for a place on the moon bus. The driver stuffs luggage into the hold as the crowd pushes forward. Among the faces, Percival thinks he sees Mirren for an instant. But then she's swallowed by the throng. Perhaps the fear of losing more family was too much for her. She would leave you here alone. I'll
3: quickly message her a bus and a question mark emoji.
0: The reply is almost instant. Don't worry. I'm safe now. It may have just been a similar model you spotted. Sarah looks up at Fenna with a timid expression.
3: You're gonna take
6: care of me now.
0: I will. It's good to see you again, Sarah.
6: Just take me back to Mom. Is she okay?
5: I promise that we will talk about that later, alright? But right now, it's not safe out here, and I need you to go wait in that tent over there. Until I come and get you. Okay, now go.
0: Above the idling moon bus, Novak's ears catch the distant whirring of another vehicle. Oh no. The aircraft approaches from behind the Hollywood sign, its dull roar growing louder by the second. Novak, how well hidden are you behind that O? I need a new stealth roll.
4: Here we go.
0: Come on...
4: One success.
0: The vehicle passes over the top of you, the sound of its engines filling the air. Looking up, you see that it's unmarked and flying low. Uh Oh my fucking god. (laughs) It's a sleek, black craft with no visible markings or insignia. If it wasn't for the noise, you might not have noticed it at all. As the vehicle clears the sign, the exiles spot it too. And they begin to panic, rushing to climb into the moon bus.
5: Um, I think Finn is going to whip around um, to face this oncoming thing. She'll shout over her shoulder, go, to the replicants. Um, and uh, I'm going to take out my blaster and take a shot mm-hmm. <laughs> at this thing. Yeah. If there's like a visible engine or like intake valve or something that I can kind of shoot at,
0: that'd be great. Okay. The driver begins to frantically shout at the passengers to hurry up and board. As the exiles pile into the bus, he grows increasingly impatient, throwing off anyone who isn't moving quickly. The hatch slams shut with a resounding thud. Outside, a small mob pounds on the hull, crying out in desperation. But the roar of the engine drowns their pleas. With a good roll, you might do something.
5: Fair enough. Maybe my luck change.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Fully no. Oh, a one. Because oh. he can't even reroll if you wanted to. Oh, dear. The shot echoes through the canyon, bouncing off the hills. You see the unmarked vehicle swerve in response and quickly speed away, leaving a cloud of dust and gravel in its wake. Hmm. The sudden movement causes the moon bus to sway dangerously, throwing people off balance and onto the ground. The driver curses and frantically tries to regain control as the panicked exiles scramble back on board. Suddenly, the vehicle circles back, opening fire on the moon bus as it lifts off the ground, spraying the area with a deadly hail of bullets. The remaining exiles scatter in all directions, screaming and diving for cover.
3: Would it be too late for Percival seeing this to, like, whip out some kind of camera? to record this?
0: Yeah, I'll let you do that as a free action.
3: Okay, thank you.
0: The spinner's machine gun blast manages to hit the moon bus, taking out a chunk of its deflector panel. The armor manages to withstand the attack, and it continues to turn, pointing its nose before accelerating. Okay. Novak, it's your turn to act.
4: Okay. I just have a picture in my mind of the sincerity of Leah, how that memory felt, and the smug countenance of Quell at Wallace Corp, and just look up from the center of the O and unload into that unmarked car.
0: Yeah. Alright, give me your firearms roll, with advantage.
4: I like that. Alright. Ooh, that's uh, three successes.
0: Hell yes. Wow. Despite the spinner's evasiveness, Novak manages to get off a shot. His bullet punctures one of the stabilizing vents and you can see a faint wisp of smoke trailing behind it. The spinner continues to chase the moon bus, but it's clear it's been damaged.
4: Hey, if it takes their attention off the moon bus.
0: And now Fena. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna do the same
5: thing. I'm gonna try to to just like take out, I just wanna down this vehicle.
0: All right, give me a good roll.
5: Please, please. Okay,
0: one success. You got a success. That's good. Come on. One success for them as well. The shot sparks off the vehicle. You took out the retro view monitor. This could be advantageous for Novak, who's behind the spinner.
5: Okay. God, I wish I had a grenade.
0: I'll roll for the spinner's next attack, and you can roll for the moon bus this time. Punch it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, one success. Come on. <laughs> the black spinner blows a hole through the side of the moon bus. Flames erupt inside. The exiles are cowering away from the hole toward the cockpit, seeking cover from the intense heat. It's clear they won't be able to make it off world.
4: With a hole in the dang side, they can't. They can't escape. Yep.
0: Uh, but they could like go
5: to someplace else on world and then get another bus. Anyway, yeah, yeah.
0: regroup. All right, it's Novak's turn again. Come on, Novak.
4: As, as as like fruitless as it has been, I just keep keep firing on this car. Um, okay, let's go.
0: Let's go. And you get the advantage.
4: Heck yeah.
1: Ooh, ooh.
4: <laughs> that's more like it. That's that's four four successes.
0: That's a really good one. Hell yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay, only one success. Your shot hits the panel covering the main computer management unit. The black spinner swerves and wobbles. It's clear that they're having trouble keeping it steady, which will make their next attempt more difficult.
4: Good.
2: Hell
0: yes. No back. (laughs) And we're back to Percival.
3: I'm still just going to record. I think that's my, my mission right now.
5: Fully documenting our, our taking down <laughs> a
4: Wallace Corps. Blackmail material for us, yeah.
0: Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> you focus your camera on the moon bus, capturing the chaos as the black spinner continues to circle and fire. However, your focus on capturing the moment made you miss another opportunity to help the exiles. You do notice a familiar face through one of the windows, the replicant that looks like Mirren. You zoom in for a closer look, but the bus spins out of sight. But Percival knows it's not her, right? Sure.
5: (laughs) Um, okay, well, I'll, uh, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna freaking shoot this thing. Okay. That's one success
0: yeah so let's see if they maybe they'll have two fails well or two successes <laughs>
5: yeah. the, the opposite actually
0: uh, yeah I take so damage the, <laughs> somehow
5: mm.
0: <laughs> Your shot ricochets off the underbelly of the spinner sparking up, but fails to cause any damage. yeah, that's fair. they'll get another shot on the moon bus with disadvantage this time.
4: go moonbus, go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's a bad roll. The vehicle's on the brink of instability, firing its machine guns wildly as the moon bus struggles to move toward the city lights in the distance. Meanwhile, Novak remains hidden behind cover.
4: Why stop a good thing? Let's… let's
0: yeah, man!
4: I'm <laughs> in my little… my little sniper's nest, I'm gonna keep, keep <laughs> going to keep going. Okay, that's one success. Not this impressive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah! Oh, two fails. Hey. Your shot hits the engine area, causing it to ricochet and produce a loud bang. Despite the noise, the shot doesn't have an immediate effect. But smoke begins to billow from the spinner, a clear indication that it has sustained damage from Novak's bullets. Nice.
5: I'll just go ahead and shoot. Okay. Uh, two successes.
0: Hey. That's not bad. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. They need two successes then, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God. They three. <laughs> they got three successes. This is my luck. The black spinner starts spraying the Hollywood sign with machine gun fire. The sign is taking a beating from relentless gunfire. But for now, Novak is safe. Hell yeah.
4: Cool. Uh, and I just have a flash of my reversed perspective of the same thing earlier of like shooting uh, someone down in the street. and like, don't feel so good. Okay. And uh, <laughs> nice. And what can I do but return fire? Yeah. You got this. You got this. It's, it's come on. man. Come on. All right. All right. Okay.
0: All right. You need two fails from them here. Oh, they got a success. All you've managed to do is completely reveal your position. Great. Is Percival still filming? You know,
3: at this point, I've got enough footage. I'm gonna fucking shoot this thing.
0: Okay, nice. All right, yeah, give it a whirl. Get it.
3: Two successes.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow, okay. Uh, Nice. Fail, fail. (laughs) Oh, they failed! Percival emerges from his hiding spot behind the tents, his blaster at the ready. With a deep breath, he takes aim and fires a single shot toward the smoking black spinner. The bullet connects with a loud crack, and the spinner begins to drift off course toward the Hollywood sign. For a moment, it seems as though it might crash into the sign, but the pilot manages to regain control and pull away. Novak as you survey the scene you suddenly hear a loud explosion and look up to see the smoking black spinner nosediving toward the Hollywood Hills you watch as it crashes in a ball of flames
3: Percival takes out his comb and just
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Feno will look over at Percival and be like You are incredible with that thing before running over to the crash just to make sure that there's
0: nobody that survived it. The moon bus is now a large burning dot among the stars. They might be safe for now. While the smoking wreckage of the crashed spinner suggests no survivors. Great. Sarah emerges from the tent, staring at the thick black smoke rising from the wreckage. What happens next?
4: Let's get
3: out of here. We have footage of, of basically Wallace Corp firing on a big group of innocent replicants.
4: On the other hand, we also have footage of two LAPD officers firing on a Wallace Corp vehicle. But, um... Returning fire on a Wallace Corp vehicle. On an unknown vigilante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a massive excessive uh, force on the part of uh, a private company.
0: I'm really imagining you talking to Holden about this.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, and I think they're just almost like sliding this across a desk. It's like, yeah.
0: You stand in Holden's office, finishing up your debriefing. The room is silent except for the hum of the ceiling fan above. Holden looks deep in thought his brow furrowed with concern. The weight of the last few days seems to have taken a toll on him.
4: I don't know. Wallace is going to want blood. They know all three of you were involved. I mean, if they've been tracking our uh, whereabouts. I mean, they definitely know I'm involved. They for sure know he's involved. Fuck. This is like treason to them. They're going to want all of your heads.
2: Probably mine, too.
5: There were witnesses at the snake pit that saw Leah shoot Sandor. So there's evidence that an N9 is capable of violence beyond the controls put in place by Wallace Corp. That information will get out, unless someone intervenes. Perhaps that could be a bargaining chip for us. We could offer to work with them.
2: Could be. You know the Wallace spin machine's already in motion, though. It's going to be a bloodbath, one way or another. I guess the whole department's fucked now.
0: I'll take another one of Percival's promotion points.
3: <laughs> oh, God. Brutal.
2: What am I at now? Zero? <laughs> <laughs> I need time to figure this out.
5: This footage feels more defensive than offensive.
2: They're going to come for the department. You know that, right? They're gonna say the footage is fabricated. (laughs) They might kill us for even breathing a word of this. It's a risk for Wallace and could corroborate Skyler and kill Magazine, kick off something more significant that even they can't handle. (coughs) So, I think if we get back to work and not look Wallace in the eye, we might just keep our heads. If we are quiet, we survive this. What happened to the Moonbus? Did they get
4: off-world?
5: In the firefight, it was hard to keep track of them.
4: They could have gone down. In fact, I think it's better to just... ...assume that they are all dead. I saw it go down. Did you see it go down?
5: Now that I'm thinking about it, yes. Yeah.
3: Too bad. All those replicants lost.
0: Holden gives a pensive nod as he looks out through the rain-streaked windows lost in thought.
2: Give me a couple of days. I'll take care of it. We'll get some baseline tests in the meantime. Now get out of here before somebody wonders what we're talking about.
3: Okay, we'll check in tomorrow.
5: Actually, I might take a couple of days off.
2: Did you hear any of that?
1: Every word.
0: Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash Ain't or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.